0: Big Easy Bets is partner with Big Heads Media. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We
1: finish well. Yeah, on the top. One, two, three, three, four.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick.
1: Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad.
0: So it is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. This is episode number 21, Um, and we got a lot of games to pick again. We're uh, in the middle of bowl season. Um, We both had a pretty solid start to our bowl season. Uh, we picked every NFL game last week. So that was, um, it wound up not being as bad as I thought it could be. Um, but we'll recap all of that. We're going to talk a little saints football. Um, I would just got back home from Tennessee. We were on the road for the game. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, first we'll recap these games quickly because there were so many of them. Um, what was a what was that first day? It was a Friday, right? That was when they first started. Yep. So yeah, we had Buffalo minus six and a half. This was actually Nick's big easy bet. Did you watch this one? Vaguely, didn't care. Mm, I don't think I watched it. I'm, I was working. Well, they pulled it off. Um, Buffalo's good. They run the ball very well. Um, but yeah, so Buffalo minus six and a half covered the spread easily, um, and that was Nick's big easy bet. We also had Kent State plus five. They wound up winning outright, I believe. Um, actually, I know for a fact they did. They won by nine or ten. Yeah. So Kent State played really well. Um, I, I'm in a a bowl pick'em pool where you got to pick your one through forty and you do your confidence points and all that on who you think's going to win. I wasn't that confident on it, but I picked them to win. So. That worked out. So, yeah, they, oh, yeah, that's right. They played Utah State. I hate Utah State. Utah State beat LSU in college basketball, so their fan base decided to come at me on Twitter. Well, who's got the last laugh now? So, yeah, Utah State won 51 to 41 over Utah State. Um, So, what kicked off the Saturday games was Central Michigan versus San Diego State. We talked about San Diego State's defense. They were only three point favorites. I mean, they won this game 48 to 11. Um, their offense performed way more, uh, way better than expected. So that was should have been the big easy bet all across the board. That was the easiest win of the day. Um, Next, we had Liberty, uh, five point underdogs versus Georgia Southern. They wind up winning outright, twenty three to sixteen. As we said, if you can stop the run of Georgia Southern, make them have to play from behind, they got to throw the ball. That pretty much they're terrible. Uh, So yeah, that started out a four and zero. Start to bowl season and then we uh hit some hit some choppy waters. Um did you watch the SMU FAU game? Yeah, the start, you know. I mean everything said SMU in this game. At yeah. least at least I their felt
1: quarterback didn't play well. Not at all. Um, and then I'm not gonna lie, I I remember watching FAU play uh UAB and their quarterback is is very talented, uh talented thrower and a very good runner.
0: Yeah, dual threat. And that was really the difference. I mean, they couldn't really do much to stop him. Yeah, I mean, God. FAU was sitting people. They had people sitting out. SMU had everybody playing. They're playing for their first 11-win season since, like, 82. They just lost Lane Kiffin. Didn't matter. FAU winds up winning 52-28. It was never close. So, SMU, that was our first loss of the week. Um, next, we had Florida. FIU and uh, Arkansas State. This game pissed me off because FIU played terrible and they had a chance to go down and cover at the end. But yeah, I
1: thought FIU had more gangsters on their
0: squad. Yeah, they didn't. Nope, not at all. Um, and then the one that made me the most piss me off the most was Boise State. Absolutely let me down. My big easy bet of the week. They wound up losing thirty eight to seven to Washington, who had players sitting out for the draft. Everybody played for Boise, and they just played terrible. Hank Bachmeyer, I'm done with you. Until next year, we'll see what happens. But you played like shit. You got benched. Um, I wish they never would have even started him. But it happens. Um, wrote them all year, and then they let me down when it mattered most. But it's all right. So the RNL Car- uh, New Orleans RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl this game was crazy. I don't know if you watched this. UAB was 14 point underdogs and uh at one point they were up 14 to 3. So I was like, okay. I felt some uh was not going according to plan for most people. I picked Appalachian State in that uh pick 'em pool and I put quite a few points on Appalachian State, so I was praying for a comeback there, but not too big of a comeback. And they wind up winning, uh, thirty-one to seventeen over UAB. They were seventeen-point underdogs, so I had UAB. Nick had App State. Um, so yeah, well, we were opposites um, there. App
1: State was up fourteen going into the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, I know. And there was zero points scored by either team
1: in that entirety of the fourth quarter. And that's, yeah, UAB that was surprising to me.
0: UAB uh, fell asleep in the second half. App State uh, took advantage big time. Um, yesterday. On Monday, we had UCF versus Marshall. UCF winds up winning outright 48-25. to 25. This game was crazy. There was like – I think there was two pick sixes. There was like five fumbles. A um, couple players got ejected, I think. Uh, at least I know there was an unspo- – yeah, actually, no. Uh, one player definitely got ejected. Um, it was a sloppy game, but – UCF manages to cover the spread
1: yeah I didn't watch this game but um I was getting notifications on my phone it seemed like every 30 seconds I was getting a notification about a team scoring yeah that was um, it was crazy and it was close man with the spread for a little while they kept it would be um because it was a 17 point spread yep. it they would go up like 24 then it would come back down to 17 they were going back and forth for a little bit but then um UCF pulled away. Yeah, thank
0: God. Um, so we also picked the Hawaii game tonight. Um, so we're going to just – I figured we would just roll that over to this next week's picks. We'll include that in because that game hadn't been played yet. So uh, unless you object to that, we'll just throw that in with uh,
1: – I mean, we're going to have to recap it.
0: Next week. Yeah, but um, – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It hadn't been played yet, so we might as well just toss it into next week's picks. Or this com- this go-round yeah that's what i was talking about
1: a couple episodes ago yeah it's gonna get because there's so many bowl games on every day that even next time we record yep i don't know if we're gonna be able to recap every pick from this episode
0: yeah i know we'll have to i don't know we'll have to figure it out it's weird the way it's working out but um so yeah that closed out a uh a profitable college football week um I went 6 and 3, Nick went 5 and 4. Overall records that brings me to 61 43 and 1 and that brings Nick to 50 35 and 2. I mean, that's both hovering right around that 60% mark. Um, overall combined records 77 58 and 2. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that. That's pretty damn good. So uh, NFL we made the questionable decision to pick every game in the NFL. We got We were opposites on a few, but we wound up getting the same record. Uh nine, six, and one somehow. We got a push with the Texans minus three. So that sucked. Jameis they managed to push and Jameis threw like five interceptions or something crazy. Um, just like we said he would. He sucks. Watson played terrible though. Uh really the whole Texans offense couldn't get going. So I guess you could credit um you could credit the Bucks defense there. We had Bills plus six and a half. They wind up losing by seven. That's a heartbreaker. That's a heartbreaker. The Texans just have – I mean, not the Texans. The Patriots just have the Bills number. Um, But – Yeah, when they played in the first game,
1: um, the Patriots won 16-10. This game they won 24-17, I
0: believe. Yep, and then that first one, uh, Josh Allen got concussed and came out the game, and I think he had two picks that game. Um, So, yeah – uh, third game, we both had the Rams plus six and a half. This goddamn game, man, how lucky can the 49ers get? Jared Goff, you suck. The Rams just suck. McVay, you're a one-hit wonder. I'm tired of McVay. They, the Rams should have won this game. The 49ers get lucky again because their safety forgets that he's playing safety. Um, he ran to the sideline to go get a couple of water or something and let Emmanuel Sanders just have the middle of the field wide open and they get a guaranteed field goal for the win. So good for the spread, bad for the saints. um, But, oh, well, it was a winner. Um, Next game we were opposites. I had the Jaguars plus seven. You had the Falcons minus seven. The Jaguars suck. Leonard Fournette is the only player on that team that does not suck. He's had a great year, like we said he would. Um, Over 1,000 yards rushing. The Jaguars suck. Gardner Minshew sucks. They overpaid Nick Foles, who I thought was going to be good. Um, He sucks. I picked him to win the division. They suck all across the board. I hate the Jaguars. I don't like their owner just because he owns them. That's the only reason. I'm not a fan of his mustache either. But um, Shad Khan is his name. Don't like him. They suck. I don't know if you watch this one, but the Jaguars bait me in every week, every single week. Not this week, I'll tell you that. So, next was the Browns plus ten uh, against the Ravens. You had the Ravens minus ten. Browns were up six nothing, and then I saw ESPN post, oh, something stupid like Lamar Jackson can't throw from behind, playing from behind? Question mark He's down six. It's not like he's down sixteen. Yeah, they were down
1: seven to the Forty ers earlier this year, and it was the largest. Deficit they suffered and then they came back. Yeah, the but that, 49ers. Was
0: a, that was a sloppy game though. That was rain in that game. That was weird. Yeah, but still six seven points that's one possession. But that's not that much. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're making it sound like he's leading this like triumphant comeback. I think he had like 308 yards passing and three touchdowns, and then that was all they put on the picture. So I don't know what he had rushing the ball, running the ball, but um, all they showed was his passing stats, and they said video game type numbers from Lamar. Drew Brees puts that up, like, on an average day. In an average day against the Titans, I'm pretty sure he put up three touchdowns. And
1: he, I think he threw five touchdowns, huh?
0: Against the Titans? Maybe that was last week. Lamar or Drew? Uh,
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: No, that wasn't this past week. They only – yeah, no, that wasn't this past week. Um, I don't think, at least. I could be wrong, no, I, I think guess. that was last week. Not uh, this past week, but the week before. Yeah, yeah. So, I had Browns. Not, not right. He had the Ravens uh, right. Um – Colts and Panthers, I went with the Colts minus seven as the Panthers were playing their third-string quarterback, Will Greer. You picked the Panthers. How'd you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, bad pick, man. Panthers packed it up, man. They already started sending, um, you know, yeah, I everything
0: home. This one kind of went exactly how I envisioned it going. Like, I mean, I get it. You, Will Greer could step in and, oh, shit, they found something in Will Greer. I didn't think it was going to happen. No, he they, threw three interceptions. Done. Yeah. The game wasn't even close, so. Yeah. The really bad pick. Colts had a punt return for a touchdown in, like, I the first quarter. I
1: regretted picking. I was like, uh
0: So, winner for me, loser for him. Um, and, like I said, we picked the opposites, but we kind of evened out. We managed to even even each other out. Um, we both were on the Bengals, though. And the Bengals were down, like, 20-something points. Something crazy. It might have been a little They were down...
1: Less. 35-12 to 12 with uh, with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and, and they, they forced overtime. They come back to send it to overtime
0: to lose. I'm like, okay. Dude, they
1: almost tied, and we would have freaking won because we had Bengals plus one in a tie. Uh, that's a winner when you're betting. So yep. it it sucks because um the, the Dolphins kicked a field goal basically as time was expiring in overtime. So really? if they could have held them.
0: You know, yeah,
1: it would have been a tie.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to watch it. Um, so then we were on on opposites on the Jets and Steelers. Jets plus three uh, was a winner for me. Um, didn't get to watch this one either. Really didn't get to watch any of the day games. Uh, as I was in Tennessee. Um, but yeah, Jets win. Jets are wishy washy.
1: Um, Hodges was playing terrible. Rudolph comes in and starts leading the uh, Steelers back. The Steelers were up. And then Rudolph gets hurt injury to his non throwing shoulder. I uh, just comes back in and can't do nothing. So the Jets, yeah, the Jets ended up winning that one.
0: Then I had the Redskins minus two and a half, whereas you had the Giants. Um it looked like the Redskins were trying to make it a game there for a little bit, but then the Giants pulled away. Yeah, it went to overtime. Oh, it did? Yep. Oh, okay. I saw I saw they tied it at fourteen all and then I saw twenty eight to fourteen, I thought. And that was the last I yeah, looked it
1: was, at. It was I think this game. Just like the Dolphins and the Bengals game thing. entered overtime, thirty-five, thirty-five. But I think the the um the Giants scored a touchdown to yeah. to win in overtime. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I lost that one. He won that one. We both had the Broncos minus six and a half. They won um by like ten, twelve, something like that. Um Raiders plus six. We were both on it. Easy pick. Eagles plus three. Both on it. Uh, we were both on the Seahawks minus nine and a half. Did not see this one coming, but um, they lost like every running back on the roster and the Cardinals put it on them. So Cardinals won outright. Um, both, we both had Chiefs minus five and then we were opposites. I had Packers minus four and a half on Monday Night Football and you had the Vikings minus four and a half. Kirk Cousins fucking sucks, man. I wanted to get this pick wrong so bad. I wanted the Vikings to win so bad you got anything on kirk cousins um i don't know to me there was
1: um a critical fourth down and one in the fourth quarter with about 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter the um vikings at this point were down by seven but their defense had been worn down at this point Mm -hmm. um they decided to punt uh yeah. I thought they should have went for it. It was at the 50-yard line on fourth and one. Um, After seeing that the Packers just – what the Packers just did to their defense, um, putting a long drive together and scoring seven points, to me I thought it was a bad idea to punt in that situation. Uh, they punt and the Packers put together an- another drive and score seven points, making it a 13-point game because I think somebody missed a field goal, extra point maybe. Um And then, yeah, the the Vikings really never had a shot to come back after that. I mean, I thought they should have went for it on fourth and one. That was before everything else happened. It's not looking at it in hindsight. Um, But they didn't, and they played it safe, and it cost them.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that call there at all. Um, But, I mean, the defense got them three turnovers in the first half. They should have had 24 points. Yeah, they didn't capitalize very well on turnovers. One was within, like, the 15-yard line they got it, and they had to settle for a field goal. It was the uh, the fumble return, I think. The de- the Vikings defense played
1: well, but I mean, at the end, it was just they were worn down. The offense wasn't doing enough to uh, keep the defense fresh, and yeah, that's that's a big reason why I thought they should have went for it on fourth and one, but they didn't. And I tell you, to what, me, that's what really cost them a
0: chance at having a chance to win in the end. Yeah, Rodgers looked like dog shit too. I mean, he made a couple nice throws here and there, but for the most part. Against a competent team, he played well enough to lose him that game. I mean, the pick was terrible. Uh, I know he can't control the fumbles. Um, did Aaron Jones fumble the first one? Yeah, he did. I think.
1: Devontae Adams had a fumble. Yeah,
0: I know that. Jimmy Graham actually fumbled but too. But they recovered yeah. that one, yeah. I know. They, yeah, they were punching the ball out like crazy. But um, Kirk Cousins, 0-8 on Monday night. You absolutely sucked. We needed a win so bad and you just you couldn't do it. They the Packers tried to give this game away, man. It it you hate to see it. Kirk Cousins, I hate you. You're overpaid. I might take a swing at Kirk Cousins if I saw him in person, too. Like what a goddamn moron, man. I could go on for the next 20 minutes about how much I fucking hate Kirk Cousins, but we won't. Um so we were opposites there um and then we both had the saints minus two and a half it was both of our big easy bets um so we close that out nine six and one both of us overall that brings overall records for me 35 38 and three nick 35 33 and two um so he is over the 500 threshold and overall combined record 41 42 and two so we're right there and I don't know about Nick, but I'm picking every single game again this week. It was his idea, and then he said never mind after we realized it was week 17. So I don't know if you decided if you're picking them all or not. But No, I'm going to I'm pick five of them, games that matter.
1: Um, I'm or, picking all of them. You know, games that the starters are going to – that I feel comfortable that they're going to be playing the entire game. There's a lot of teams that can't do anything to improve their playoff position, and to me I don't want to pick – games that those teams are playing in yeah um <clears throat> yeah week 17th the hardest week to pick in the NFL
0: yeah now without a doubt everybody's sitting that's what the Steelers are favored over the Ravens um but yeah so overall combined record I don't know if I already said that 41 42 and 2 um so yeah I did already say that we're right there I promise I guaranteed over 500 and we're going to be over 500 we're right there Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all so far, it's been a solid year. I would say definitely college. If we could have the same record that we do in college in the NFL, we'd look like geniuses. Um, but it's been a weird, it's been a wacky NFL year. Hard to pick. Um, but yeah, so I was in Tennessee for the Saints game. Um, for the most part, I would say Tennessee people are nice. But there's a few, it was getting hostile in our section, um, to say the least. So we're there. It's $10 for a beer, right? A regular beer for like a blue moon. It's 11. They're tall boys, but it's still $11. Are you serious? It's nine twenty-five in the dome. I thought the dome was expensive. Um, so, I mean, we're having a good time. We're in our section. Um, And so I'll fast forward mid, midway through the game. Do you remember the play when Camara caught the ball in the flat and just ran out of bounds way before contact, like five yards before even Mm -hmm. the nearest defender? I stand up and I said something along the lines of, I said, what is that shit? Or I said like, what the fuck are you doing? Something like that. But I yelled it. I did yell it. Um, Well, this old guy, like five or six rows down, um, stands up and turns around and he, he, so In my head, I'm like, is he looking at me? But I didn't know because he had a lazy eye. So I swear it, like, took a second for his eyes to hone in on where he was looking. And once he did, I'm like, oh, he is looking at me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm just, I stand up. Or I didn't stand up, but I lean forward. I'm just staring back at this guy. For, like, 20 seconds, nobody said a word. We're just dead staring. And he goes, uh, he said something like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not going to happen here today. said something like that, um, I said, what does that mean? I looked at him, I'm like, I said, what does that mean? And he said, I don't know, he said something else. Like we were kind of going back and forth a little bit. Um, Joseph was sitting right next to me so he could recollect on it. But um I was like, it's like and he looked like Santa Claus. He was wearing a Santa hat. It's like, it's a, it's the twenty third or it's the twenty second uh Santa, but Christmas can come early today. I was like, If you want to come walk up here. Like, look, I respect my elders and all that, but the way he was staring at me was so, like, aggressive and with, uh like, aggressive intent. That's why I was like, okay, fuck you. like. And then uh, apparently they have some code of conduct where you can text a number for somebody who's cursing and get them thrown out the game. I
1: mean, mm. That's what he
0: said. He said, you're one text message away from getting thrown out of here. Like, I'll help you find the number, Grandpa. What do you mean? Like... Smack the Tennessee whiskey stains out of your, your beard. One time I was at a um
1: preseason game for the Saints. They were playing the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the Bengals fans all over. Well, in our section, they had one about 13 or 14 rows down. And uh, my stepsister had her ponytail holder. <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to really hit them. But it was these two black ladies. One of them had a big afro, and I freaking shoot the ponytail over there, and it hits her right in the afro. <laughs> and then she, my stepsister starts laughing, and I'm like, "Shit, you gotta play it cool, man." <laughs> yes, but they never found out who it was, so that was good. Did they know that it was in her hair?
0: They just oh yeah, no,
1: they def. She definitely felt it and started looking. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna hit her. It was, it's one of those things where you you, you just try. You try just for the not even it. thinking that you're going to even come close and then you nail him and you feel kind of bad about it.
0: But in the back of your mind, you are like, that was a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like it's, it's a, racist. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then we had these two kids behind us. These kids were absolute morons. Um One was in a, He was in a Johnny Manziel jersey. He looked like Velma from Scooby Doo, like glasses, hair in his face. Like, I swear he looked just like her. Um. And then there was this other kid who – I say kid. I mean, they're right around our age. Um, and so they're casually talking to us. We're having a conversation. And then it kind of turns into like jawing back and forth. One says he's a diehard Titans fan, but that his second team is the Saints. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Other ones like I'm not even a fan. I'm just here because they're on my fantasy team. I'm like y'all both sound like morons. Um,
1: he was just here because the Titans are on his. team? He fantasy said he had
0: Tannehill on his fantasy team and Michael Thomas. Uh, and um, so all, all I know is you. So fast forward, we were talking back and forth a little bit. Um, so the last time the Titans score, he leans over and gets right next to my ear and screams as loud as he could like say let's go whatever right next to my ear so I stand up immediately and after he's done pretending to be a fan um I was like don't do that again he's like what what do you mean he said you've been talking shit to me all day I was like I I literally didn't look back to him one time when we scored high fives to everybody in the section didn't look at him one time so I said don't do that again um he said oh I'm gonna do it again I'm like one that's a the, the the way he said it was weird a little bit, so I was like, all right, I I double dare you to fucking do it again, or I'm gonna punch you in your fucking mouth. And he's like, he said, oh, do you triple dare me? And then he goes and sits back down. And I mean, he didn't do it again. But the whole time, they're screaming, ball don't lie, ball don't lie. That was their whole that was their saying all day. Well, when Chauncey Gardner Johnson fucked up AJ Brown dude I was screaming so loud I was I was letting everybody hear it ball don't lie I would videotape (laughs) myself I was yelling at the whole Tennessee Titans section dude I was I told them they were up 14 nothing they were high-fiving I was walking down to go to the bathroom I said y'all better buckle up I said because this game's far from over y'all acting like y'all won already and they're cheering and saying whatever and when we went up we scored 24 unanswered I videotaped it I went down there I was yelling at all of them I, I let them all hear it um But none of them would last 10 seconds in the Superdome. They're all a bunch of little pansies. Um, Then you got the old coot down five five rows down talking about getting mad about cursing. Like, if he would have turned around and said, hey, do you mind watching the language? I would have said, yes, sir, no problem. But you turn around and stare at me like a dead stare. It's like, all right, old man, shut up. But Saints wind up pulling out a victory. Um, Drew Brees looked good. We started slow. Drew Brees looked good, though. We went there hoping to see some history, and uh, we did. I'm going to play the soundbite for you of the actual clip um, of when Michael Thomas breaks the record. Breeze looking his way, and there it is. A new NFL record reaching across for a touchdown. How about it? How about it? Congratulations to Michael Thomas, and what a way to do it. 144 receptions on the season a new National Football League record what a great route too! look at all the work that he had to do with the line of scrimmage to get away from Logan Ryan you're gonna play man-to-man defense against this guy there is a good chance you are going to lose Drew Brees again recognizes the coverage that they're in and Mike Thomas I mean, an absolute gorgeous route to break the record, too. So, not only – everybody wants to say he only runs slant routes. This dude's incredible. I mean, he put Logan Ryan in a blender and made an extremely athletic play to stretch for the goal line, and it was close. I mean, he was down just a little bit, but it's all right. He made up for it, Um, what, two plays later? Caught the touchdown, sealed the game. I mean, this dude, week in and week out, he's our only receiving option other than Jared Cook at the moment. and. Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill apparently. Receiving, throwing, rushing, uh, gunner on the punts. That guy can do everything. But So the defense is no. Stop Michael Thomas. He's the main guy you need to stop, and they just can't do it. You, it can't be done. It, it, his Twitter handle is the most accurate representation of anybody that I've ever seen. Can't guard Mike. You cannot stop this guy. So I was very happy. Saw it in person. Took a moment, soaked it in. That's history. Were you even watching? Yeah. All right, good. Because that's a record they said would not be broken for a long time. And it was, I mean, it was set in what, 2002 by Marvin Harrison? But yeah, so Saints minus two and a half, both of our big easy bets. That's a W. And that wraps up the recap. Uh, We're almost exactly 30 minutes in. So. We got a lot of bowl games this week. Um it starts with the Walk-ons Independence Bowl. This game is in Shreveport, Louisiana, and you got Louisiana Tech playing in this game versus the Miami Hurricanes. Um Nick doesn't like any team from Florida. So I'm going to let yeah, you Yeah, I should
1: have picked FIU. Yeah, I know. Them scrubs ain't got no gangsters.
0: So I'll let you lead it off since you you hate Florida. Um you can go first.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. First look at this game, I'm like, Miami only favored six. Miami's had a tough schedule. Uh, played a lot of close games, lost some and won some. Uh, but then I'll do my research. Miami's without uh, their defensive ends, Jonathan Garvin and Trayvon Hill, Yep. both preparing for the NFL draft. They're without their wide receiver, Jeff Thomas, who is also preparing for the draft, and their linebacker, Michael Pickney, who is also
0: Preparing for the draft. Um, it's a lot of defensive players.
1: And then their best player on offense, DJ Dallas, went out in that FIU game with a uh, injured injury to his elbow. He's not going to be playing. Um, Miami being without a lot of their key playmakers on defense and then their best player on offense, uh, to me, gives Louisiana Tech a chance in this one. Um, Miami ranks dead last in third-down offense in the nation, only converting 26% of their third-down conversions. Yep. Uh, L.A. Tech has a very good third-down defense, only allowing 34.8% uh, 30 conversion. 32nd
0: second, second in the nation.
1: And then um, L.A. Tech has a good offense, led by their quarterback Jamar Smith, Conference USA play Offensive Player of the Year. He's got a big arm, and I think that big arm is going to be good enough to uh, – Make some downfield plays to keep this game close. I'm yeah. picking L.A. Tech plus six
0: in the walk ons Independence Bowl played in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, I agree. You pretty much uh, took every note that I had there. Um, so, yeah, L.A. Tech is 6-1 and one in bowl games since 2008, 7-3 in one since 1977. Not a lot of bowl games played since 1977. You only got 11. But when they get there, they do well. Uh, they're getting six. Um yeah, Jamar Smith, 17 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's going to take care of the ball. Miami, sloppy team. Florida, sloppy state. So you got to look out for that. Um, and that's what I put. He uh, Nick obviously went over the third down percentages. That's why I said third down will tell the story in this game. L.A. Tech converts third down 42% of the time, whereas Miami is dead last. 26% of the time they do not convert. Um, and with all those people sitting out, I mean – this is the pick LA tech. I mean, I don't know what you can possibly look at that makes you think, okay, it's kind of like SMU last week though. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, anything can happen, but all signs point to LA tech here. So we're both on the, what are they? Bulldogs? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Next bowl, quick lane bowl. Um, it's one of the worst name bowls that I've, seen yet um you got Pitt versus Eastern Michigan Pitt is 11 point favorites overall they're seven and five they're also seven and five against the spread Eastern Michigan six and six five and seven against the spread I mean this is a power five versus a Mac team Pitt's a better team it it this is going to come down to just Pitt want to win because if they want to win they can probably win by 21 um I, I'm I don't know if you're going with Eastern Michigan here I'm going Pitt minus 11 I just can't bring myself to take Eastern Michigan. I feel like Pitt's a superior team.
1: Um, Yeah, look, P- Pittsburgh's identity under Pat Narduzzi is playing good defense and running the football. Um, Pittsburgh defense only allows 302 yards per game on defense. Um, and then they have 120 yards rushing per game on offense. Uh, Eastern Michigan gives up 428 Yards per game on defense and 202 on the ground. To me, um, Pittsburgh is going to dominate this game with their defense and then running the football. Yeah, Pittsburgh minus 11 in this one.
0: Yep. We love Pat Narduzzi. We've been all over him all year. Um, Next bowl, the Military Bowl. The University of North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Temple Owls. Um, Again, Temple known for notable alumni Bill Cosby. Temple is – uh, five point underdogs. Uh, Carolina six and six on the year, seven and five against the spread, whereas Temple is eight and four and eight and four against the spread. Um, with that being said, I think the coaching is going to play a big role in this game. Mac Brown looks to cap off his return with a bowl victory. Um, Temple head coach Rod Carey, zero and six in bowl games in his career. They do have a great defense, but I have personally seen them get absolutely torched. Um, so. Sam Howell, North Carolina quarterback, 3,347 yards, 35 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. they got a quality running back in Michael Carter. Um, I think the difference in this game is going to be coaching, and Temple's offense will not be able to keep up. I'm taking the Tar Heels minus five.
1: Mm, um, yeah, if I were going to pick this game against a spread, I would pick UNC minus five. Uh, both of these teams have lost a lot of close games this year. Yeah, but I do think, just like you, that coaching is going to make the differences in this one. However, I think a safer bet is going to be that under under 53.5 points. Uh, both of these teams have pretty good defense. Temple's offense is not that good, but their defense is uh, definitely the strength of their team. Um, UNC, I don't, I'm not sure how they're going to fare against that defense. I think this may be one of the better defenses that they're going to play other than Clemson this year.
0: Um, yeah, I like the 53.5 under. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound like a bad idea either. But um yeah, I don't know. Sam Howell's had a really good year. And I was actually looking back on it, I'm like, Jesus, I didn't realize how good of a year this guy was actually having. Um, but Mac Brown, man, I mean it's coaching. Coaching plays a lot. And uh, Rod Carey obviously cannot get it done in the bowl games. So I'm on North Carolina minus five. Nick's taking the under fifty three and a half. Um next one. I'll let you talk about this one, but it is the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. I don't like when you look over and look at my pick before you talk about yours. I got my picks here, too. I like to be surprised. Um, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. It's in New York City. Yankee Stadium. You got Michigan State versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest is three-and-a-half-point underdogs. They are eight-and-four on the year, five, six, and one against the spread. Michigan State is six-and-six and a very subpar three-and-nine against the spread. What you got? Um,
1: Look, I'm taking Wake Forest plus three and a half. I love their quarterback, Jamie Newman, uh, a good thrower and a very good runner. Uh, Wake Forest takes care of the ball better. Turnover margin for Wake Forest plus seven. Uh, for Michigan State, it's minus one. I think that Jamie Newman uh, taking care of the football and then that stingy defense – trying to get some turnovers. I, I like Wake Forest in this one, getting three and a half.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm on Wake Forest as well. Um, looking at it, though, I don't love this game. Michigan State's got six losses, but four of them, if you look at it, it, came from, I believe, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, Michigan. Obviously, all the top Big Ten schools, um, which are tough schools to get a win on. Um, so, they've had a definitely a uh, letdown of a year, but – I mean, two thirds of their losses have come against some of the top teams in the nation. Um, but I do like Wake Forest as well. I do like the quarterback. Uh, I'm taking Wake Wake Forest plus three and a half here. Um, next bowl, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bowl. You got Oklahoma State versus Texas A and M. I'm going to let you lead this one off because I know you you love A and M. You got A and M as six and a half point favorites. Um, seven and five on the year. Seven and five against the spread. Oklahoma State eight and four eight three and one against the spread. This game is in Houston. In uh I think what NRG Stadium. What you
1: got? Um of course I'm gonna be going with A and M um favor by six and a half, but look, A and M seven and five on the year. Their are five losses. Three of them have come to the number one ranked team at that time. Uh number one Clemson they lost to number one Alabama they lost to and then they lost to number one L S U. Their two other losses come to uh, number eight, Auburn, at the time, and then number four, Georgia, at the time. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Texas A&M may have had the toughest toughest schedule in the nation. I'd agree. Um, Yeah, so, look, looking at this game, A&M only getting six and a half. A&M last year played nc state in their bowl game the gator bowl in 2018 skull drug them um 52 to 13 texas a&m wins that game i think that texas a&m tries to finish another year strong under jimbo fisher and and looking forward to having um a better season next year uh yeah i'm taking a&m minus six and a half
0: yeah i am as well this was my thoughts As my thought process was i i feel like if they lose this one, there's going to be some rumblings about Jimbo. Um, I feel like the rumblings might have already started. Can't win the big one this year. Um, they have had a very tough schedule, um, a lot of those games coming on the road. Um, so I'm going to go A&M here as well. Oklahoma State is good, though, so I wouldn't – this isn't a guarantee. I don't know if you're making this your big, easy bet. I would not. Um Jimbo is 6-2 and two in bowl games, but Mike Gundy is 7-2 and two in his last nine bowl games. Oklahoma State's secondary has gotten torched this year, though, so I think Kellen Mond will have a good day. Um, Kendrick Rogers, I put the voodoo on him. I'm not going to be there to get in his head. He can have a catch this week. Um, Kellen Mond, I'm not going to make a prediction about your interceptions because so, I hope you don't throw any. I'm taking you minus 6.5. But if I did, just know you'd probably have a bad game, judging by past results. Um, Juba Hubbard, though, Uh, he's set to go in this game. Um, I know he was banged up a couple weeks ago, but this dude is good. He's the real deal. Um, I'm I'm anticipating A&M's defensive line and linebacking core to be able to not neutralize him. I think he's too good for that, but at least keep him in check. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking A&M here. They need to make a statement after a very frustrating season, minus six and a half. Next bowl, the San Diego county credit Union holiday bowl I mean this is the bowl of how many words can we fit into the name um u s c versus Iowa Iowa is two point favorites. I think we might be opposites on this one, but i'll we'll I'll go first um so Iowa has a great defense they're only allowing thirteen point two points a game um but I like Slovis at quarterback, and I love Michael Pittman, Jr., wide receiver, 95 catches, 1,222 yards, and 11 touchdowns. You're definitely going to be seeing this guy playing on Sundays. He's an NFL-caliber receiver. You know who I don't like? Nate Flat Stanley. Um, two first names, so normally that's a good thing. In this case, I don't think it is. He's not that good of a quarterback. They say he'll make you – He'll Take care of the ball, this and that. I think he's got 11 picks to like 17 touchdowns this year. Not that good. Um, the book, Flat Stanley. Don't know if you've read it. Don't like it. Never did like it as a kid. I thought it was weird. Um, and that's all I can think of when I think of Nate Stanley. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up, even with their great def- with their great defense. Uh, Slovis has been slinging the ball all over the field. I like the Trojans here, plus two in San Diego County credit union bowl. Yeah, I'm going with
1: um I'm be taking Iowa in this one. Minus two. To me the difference here is um look, it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a good game, I think. But uh the difference is gonna be Iowa's ability to me to run the football. Um they got a very good running back, uh Goodson. Um yeah he's run the ball very well toward the end of this year uh he had a big game against minnesota um look u s c turnover margin on the year minus seven Iowa's plus six Iowa's third down defense is fairly good at only allowing their opponents to convert thirty six point nine percent uh to me if you u s c um has trouble on third downs and and has any turnovers, then this is going to be a a win for Iowa. So I'm going Iowa minus
0: two. All right, so we're opposites there. Um, next bowl is the Cheez It Bowl. I don't know if you remember this bowl from last year, but it was a wacky game. Um, it was just a it was a weird game. I I, I want to say there was like, I'm vaguely remembering, but I know for a fact like you could you could look this up. It was a, like a messed up game. Like there was like very little points scored for like a long time. They were like blocking punts and shit. Like it was a it was a very unorthodox game. Um You're a big fan of Cheez-Its, aren't you? No, I hate Cheez-Its. Honestly, I can't stand them. Goldfish, um, you like Goldfish? I do like Goldfish. Not gonna lie. Um but Cheez-Its, yeah. Anything if you ever put cheese on top of meat, like pork, anything like that? I think we've gone over this before. You walk a fine line when you're melting the cheese of tastes great to taste like Cheez-Its. If it tastes like Cheez-Its, you, you, you've you gone too far. Throw it out. Redo it. You, it's just not, I don't know, not a Cheez-It guy. Never have been. It just tastes like burnt cheese. Um, But the cheese it bowl air force versus Washington state um air force is 10 and 2 on the year 7 and 5 against the spread you got Washington state 6 and 6 and 9 and 8 against the spread uh they are three point underdogs so is is Mike Leach out the head coach mean? is he I know he they were talking about him potentially being on the move I don't know if he's gone or not Mike Leach Coach.
1: Oh, I thought they signed him to an extension.
0: They, they, they may have. I know there was rumblings that he may be moving to another school. Um, regardless, Washington State is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. One week they look good. Next week they're letting UCLA make the greatest comeback of all time. So they have never played defense in their life apparently. Um, the question is going to be can Air Force keep up with Washington State's air raid offense I think so. I'm taking Air Force. Minus three here. Um, They're not like Navy and Army. They don't just run it nonstop. They do predominantly run the ball, but they can pass it a little bit. So I'm taking the Air Force. Don't know what they're called. The Pilots. um, I'm taking that. Minus three. What about you? I feel like you're going Washington State. I know you, (laughs) you seem to love Washington State, even though they've let you down many times.
1: You know, I got an uncle who was a major in the Air Force. Um but look, Washington State at Air Raid hard to pick against them. Picked 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 Washington State a good amount of times this year and uh they 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 hurt my record, but um look, Anthony Gordon to me NFL prospect looking to have a big game ahead of the draft. Uh look, on the season Anthony Gordon's thrown for 45 touchdowns. 5,228 yards and completing 72% of his passes. Um, if you ask me, it's going to be hard for Air Force to keep up with that. I expect them to have one of his best games of the year. and uh, I look for Mike Leach to get that bowl record uh, turned in the right direction. I'm going with Washington State plus three here. If anybody knows about the air, it's Air Force. Yeah, but they're new with that um, spread they've been running. They They just transitioned out of the old 10 and 2. Yeah, they're good, but um one one some close ones, I think Washington State to me and to a lot of people have underperformed this year. I think that uh you know their offense is so talented their defense has struggled to keep up. I think that um Washington State should try to run the ball a little bit more in this one. They only average 72 rushing yards a game, but uh, I do like their running back Max Borgie, Max Borgie. Um mm-hmm. Look, And then Anthony Gordon's the big difference to me. Uh, NFL draft prospect Mike Leach says he can be a very good NFL quarterback. Um, At times, he's turned the ball over. I think he has around like 12 or 13 interceptions, but 45 touchdowns, I mean, that's a good touchdown to interception ratio. And then the yards, phenomenal. To to play whatever they play, 12 games, and to throw for 5,000 yards, um, unreal. Um, He leads the nation in passing yards. And, yeah, that's why I'm going with um,
0: Washington State plus three. I think he's a bum. I'm taking Air Force minus three. If anybody knows the air raid offense, it's the Air Force. Um, All right, next one, Cotton Bowl. In Jerry's world, so in Dallas, you got Memphis versus Penn State. Penn State, seven-point favorites. Ten and two record on the year, six and six against the spread. Memphis, 12 and one, eight and five against the spread. Who do you like in this one? because this one was kind of giving me trouble
1: yeah at first you know looking at this one i'm tempted to pick memphis uh they got a lot of speed on offense but uh at the end of the day i got to go with penn state minus seven i think penn state's defense is going to be the difference in this one i think that they can hold that offense to um probably the lowest amount of points that they scored this year um correct me if i'm wrong but i think memphis uh had a close one with Temple this year, in which they barely won um
0: yeah, I don't remember that, but I know they had a close one with Cincinnati last week, yeah, but um, or two weeks ago whenever it was um
1: I think the pass rush could make a difference in this one temple um Penn State's pass rush, and then their run defense, especially in the second half. I think that Penn State's gonna pull away,
0: yeah, I think I'm on Penn State too. I'm trying to uh look up as we speak. If, um, like, have you heard, I didn't see anything on it, but is Hamler sitting out? What, I don't know what year Hamler even is. Uh, do they have any major players sitting out? Not that I've seen. So this says two Penn state players call potential first round picks. That fire just pushes Jan Johnson forward. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen anything about them saying any major players. Their D line is very good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Penn State here as well. Um so yeah, that's what KJ Hamler and Yator Gross Matos. I wanna say he's their D lineman. Um that's what they said. It's been called possible first round picks. Um Yeah, no, I don't think so Hamler hadn't declared for the draft yet. Um so we'll see what happens with that. Um And then Gross Montos is a junior defensive end. So as long as they're playing, I'm taking Penn State. I haven't seen anything that says they're sitting. Um, And James Franklin likes to cover the spread. So Memphis, not impressed, not the strongest schedule. Um, I'm taking Penn State minus seven in Jerry's world as well. So next bowl, Camping World Bowl. Notre Dame versus Iowa State. Iowa State is plus four-point underdogs. This one gave me trouble too. Um, you know I like Iowa State. I like Brock Purdy. Um they're a good team, but who'd you take in this one?
1: I took the fight in Irish minus four. You have Notre Dame, a very good team. Uh lost some tough ones this year against uh good opponents. Notre Dame this year, plus fifteen turnover margin, one of the best in the nation. Yep. Iowa State's minus one in turnover margin. And then third down defense. Notre Dame thirty two point four percent third down defense. Iowa Iowa State's offense converting only thirty eight and a half percent of their third downs, and 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 they and they've been getting worse. In November, they've only converted thirty three percent of their third downs. You know, I've said it all year that third down percentage and our turnover margin is one of the big things that decides games. And look here, uh. There's big disparity in in both of these categories, both in favor f- for Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I like Notre Dame minus four in this one.
0: Yeah, that's who I went with as well. Yeah, I'm big on the third down completion percentage and all that, and how often you can pick up the third downs. So that's what made me pick Boise State over Florida State in the first week of the year. That was when Hank Bachmeyer asserted himself and then uh, let me down last week. But I'm not going to go into that again. Um so yeah, I'm on the fight in Irish as well, minus 4 in the Camping World Bowl versus Iowa State. The next bowl is the most important bowl of the week and weekend is the Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A just for the record, favorite fast food restaurant of all time. Um Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the LSU Fighting Tigers um versus Oklahoma plus 13 and a half. Who are you taking in this one? <laughs> it's, it's clear I'm
1: taking LSU in this one. Look, I think that both of these teams um, have had successful seasons. However, the SEC is a far different animal than the Big Twelve. Uh, LSU, to me, can win this game by easily three touchdowns. I thought that this spread should be more around seventeen points when when I thought when it when I first saw that they were going to be playing Oklahoma. Um, the only thing that worries me is Jalen Hurts' ability to run a football, extend plays. Uh, LSU has had a little bit of problems against running quarterbacks this year. Um, but, look, I look for the defense to be ready, and I look for LSU's offense to keep rolling like it's been. So, yeah, I'm taking LSU, minus 13.5.
0: Yeah, I think Orlando will have uh, plenty of time to scheme for Jalen Hurts. Um, they're without their starting running back. They're going to be without their – uh starting defensive end who leads the team in sacks and then they're without their i would guess you could call them their second best receiver um maybe third so some quality players that they're going to be without uh that they're not going to have on the field on saturday so lsu though on the other hand clyde edwards Hilaire is battling a hamstring injury so if he doesn't feel like he's more than 80 percent i say sit him i don't feel like this is a game that uh he's going to be make or break, I guess. I mean, he's almost single-handedly won it against Bama for us. He played incredible. He's the best running back we have. I just think the offense is good enough that we can put up enough points to do with – at least suit him up, I guess, if he feels like he can go. Suit him up and if you absolutely need to put him in there, maybe for pass protection um, because you're going to have true freshman running backs trying to pick up blitzes and all that so but I don't know that we feed him the rock and let him go re-injure himself more a hamstring injury can be nagging um I think it's more necessary to have him for the national championship game I don't know if you feel otherwise um obviously not on needing him for the national championship game but if you would play him or not
1: yeah I wouldn't play him Yeah. bottom line you know hamstring is an easy thing to tweak re-injure yep so What he needs to be doing is uh, trying to stretch that, uh, put ice, whatever they do to treat hamstrings. He's got to do it because, look, if LSU wins against Oklahoma, they're going to have two weeks to uh, prepare for whoever wins the Fiesta Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be plenty of time for him to recover. I don't think he's a necessary – uh, play for LSU to win this game. Look, we have other capable running backs, in my opinion. I'd like to see what um Emory does if if Me Edwards too. can't go. I would like to see Emory uh, get getting the game plan a little more because uh, I definitely think that he's going to be a big part of the future
0: of LSU. And um
1: yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't play Elyer Edwards because you know, it's easy to tweak a hamstring.
0: Edwards elaire Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So obviously, I'm on LSU minus thirteen and a half too. We could easily win this game by. A lot. Um, I don't really believe in Jalen Hurts. I said it at the start of the year, and he kind of made me look like a fool a little bit. He was having a little bit of a Heisman Trophy season. Um, But then he kind of came back to earth. He he turns the ball over a little too much, and he's just not Joe Burrow. If you're not Joe Burrow, you're not going to win. So I've been saying all year, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the nation. Nick told y'all he was winning the Heisman Trophy. We both told y'all 80-1 to odds. Get on it. And he's going to be the number one overall draft pick, rightfully so, because he's the best quarterback in the country, and he just put together the best season, single season by a college quarterback, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I was the first one to say everything about Joe Burrow. Look, I said Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman. I said Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick in the draft. I said both of these – I said to Heisman before the season started, I said number one pick in a draft when they still had Tua and Justin Hebert, uh Herbert, ranked in front of them. Um, look, Burrow, he's everything you want an NFL quarterback. He's got, to me, he reminds me a lot of Tom Brady, except he's uh, a much more athletic version of Tom Brady. Uh, he stands in the pocket, stands tall, delivers accurate passes and to tight coverage. Um, then he can improvise, get outside of the pocket something that Tom Brady doesn't do, and then complete big plays when when they should be negative plays for most other quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in
0: college football. Yeah, I don't see how you can argue it. I mean, he's had a smaller sample size, so I can get, oh, people will say Tim Tebow and whatever because he did it, whatever, two years in a row. Fuck Tim Tebow. How about that? You know what Tom Brady does that Joe Burrow doesn't do? He wears UGG boots, and he open-mouth kisses his son. So... Got him in that category. Congrats, Tom. You overrated piece of trash. It's not overrated, but he's having a shitty year. I like that. When Drew Brees got hurt, I was like, oh, man. So He's going to break the record first. If you break the record second and then it gets broken again, it's like, who cares? Drew got it first. You suck, Tom. You're a system quarterback. If Belichick wasn't there, you'd be mediocre at best. How about that for a hot take?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that without Bill Belichick, Tom Brady – doesn't have five Super Bowl wins.
0: Wouldn't have Giselle.
1: Bel- Belichick's by far the greatest coach in the history of
0: NFL football. So, got off track there. But, yeah, both on the Tigers, minus 13.5. Um, this is my big easy bet. I'm that confident in it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hold off to, to declare because i I'm could still I could defense. change my
0: mind. I could change my mind, but it might be the first ever double big easy bets in college. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... Because there is some other ones that I like. I'm getting a little carried away here. I feel very good about this game, though. I think we're going to absolutely put our foot on their throat. And uh, I don't think it'll be close. But next bowl, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. This one, good Lord, I don't know what to pick. I'm not going to lie to you. I picked it, but I uh, I would love for you to potentially sway me in the other direction if necessary. Uh, Clemson versus Ohio State. Ohio State is two and a half point underdogs. Obviously, this is number two versus number three. Dabo Sweeney's been whining like a little bitch all year. Don't know if Justin Fields is a real deal yet, um, but, the I mean, the numbers say he is. Um, Chase Young, Heisman finalist, just as Justin Fields was, both on the same team. Um, this one is out in Arizona. Who do you like? This is a tough one, man.
1: When this thing first opened up, Clemson favored by two points. I was like, yeah, I like Clemson in this game, but... Um, I feel like if Ohio State, I mean, if Clemson was favored, I mean, if Ohio State was favored, I'd pick Clemson. But that's not the case because uh, Clemson is favored. Ohio State's underdogs for the first time this season after um, having one of the most dominant seasons in recent history for their program. Um, To me, I feel like Ohio State has played the tougher schedule by far. Oh, definitely. Um, Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that that's going to help him in this game. You know, Clemson is a very good football team. Uh, both of these teams are quite evenly matched at the quarterback position. Both teams are very good quarterbacks. Um, both of these teams' running backs are uh, some of the top running backs in the nation with Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins. Studs. Um, They are. Look, Clemson has very good wide receivers, T. Higgins and Justin Ross. But then on the other side of the football, Ohio State has – very good defensive backs, led by cornerback Jeff Okuda, and then look, don't forget Chase Young in this game. Yep, uh, rushing a passer. That's what I think the difference is going to be. Look, Trevor's Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, has a small amount of athletic ability, but look, um, <laughs> Chase Young's a different animal, dude. He's gonna—I feel like he's gonna be able to get to uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then on the other side. With um Ohio State having Justin Fields, his ability to run the football is going to be uh, a big difference to me. I think that, yeah, Clemson's defense might be able to slow him down throwing, but it's it's going to become frustrating for them to stop the offense because when uh they cover everybody downfield, uh Fields can take off and run and get a first down on third down. So, yeah, at first I was thinking Clemson, but I got to go with Ohio State getting points in this one.
0: That was my thoughts exactly. I have Ohio State circled. It's hard to not go with the underdog here, especially when it's borderline three like I could it's going to be a very close game. I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. Um I just I don't know. They haven't played the tough schedule. Was it last year Clemson absolutely ran Ohio State out the building last year, right? Was that that game? Um I think it they may have been They were the, the 2 and 3. Before. They weren't 2 and 3 last no, year. No,
1: Clemson played Notre Dame last year in the semifinal. Oh, okay, they ran Notre Dame. It was a, it was the, the year before that, I think.
0: Okay, well, they ran them out the building then. I'm pretty sure the last time these two played, it was a blowout in favor of Clemson. I could be wrong. I might be thinking Notre Dame, but regardless, Clemson won. Um, I think Ohio State, I mean, both teams are going to be fired up. This is a very hard game to pick. Um, but, yeah, getting points, same thing Nick said. I got to go with the Buckeyes here. They got the best defensive player on the field. Field Justin Fields was a Heisman finalist. Um, I still think he's only got one interception on the year. That's remarkable. Um, there's talent on both. This will be one of those looking back like when they were in the pro now they're in the pros, looking back on when they were in college. There's gonna be pro caliber players all all over the field on both sides of the ball. So but yeah, I'm gonna go Ohio State plus two and a half. And it could be a little bit of wishful thinking, too, because I would love to see Joe Burrow with a matchup against Ohio State in the college football national championship to beat his old school. Um, I think that's – you can't write a better story than that. So,
1: Yeah, I think looking at this game, you asked, why is Clemson favored? Uh, I think a big reason is uh, betters in Vegas maybe putting a little bit too much stock into the whole Clemson underdog situation, how they've won whatever, 28 or – 28 games in a row they're defending national champions and then on the other hand Ohio State I think that a lot of people have been looking for okay when is Ohio State going to have a game that they struggle in or that is a game that's decided by under seven points they haven't this year and I think that a lot of bettors and uh, even Vegas is looking at this as a chance for for that and I think that's why it's swaying towards Clemson Clemson minus two and a half but to me, I, I do think that Ohio State is the better team. It's going to come down to quarterback play, and then I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence has a tougher job because of uh, his a bit, he doesn't have as good as an ability of to run the football as Fields does. And then uh, he, Justin Fields doesn't have Chase Young trying to grab him. So yep. that's why I'm going with Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. Also on Ohio State, plus two and a half in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Um, So those are the two biggest bowl games of the week, obviously. Um, And then we take a quick uh, downturn with this next one. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, uh, also known as the Snooze Fest Bowl. Um, You got Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan. Western Kentucky's minus three and a half. If you don't absolutely want to bet every single game, then don't bet this game. We're going to pick it. God knows. I I hope you have some notes on this one, because I don't. I'm taking Western Kentucky, though, minus
1: 3.5. Okay, the story of as of late, when I pick my games, I analyze third down percentages, and then I analyze turnover margin. Um, Here's a little bit of a tough one, because Western Kentucky's third down defense, 29.3%. They only allow their opponents to – convert under 30% of their third downs. Um, Western Michigan allows their opponents to convert 41% of their third downs. However, the turnover margin tells a different story because Western Kentucky turns the ball over five more times this year than their opponents. Western Michigan, however, is plus seven with turnover margin. Um, to me, I'm going to be banking on Western Kentucky to take care of the football in this game. Yep, uh, I think – Third down defense may be a more consistent stat than uh, turnovers because game in and game out it changes, but third downs usually is a more consistent thing to me. Um, I do like the fact that Western Kentucky's third down defense is so solid. And then uh, to me that could in itself force uh, some turnovers. So uh, Western Kentucky minus 3.5, that's the way I'm going, even though that I think that this game is uh, going to be a, a tight one.
0: Yeah. So yeah. It's all I got. Serve pro, first responder bowl. Uh if I if we didn't already decide we were picking every single one, I wouldn't even touch this game with a ten foot pole. But we're both on western Kentucky minus three and a half. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, next one. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. I'm assuming this is in uh Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Just-
1: LSU've played in this game before and they lost to Notre Dame. Was that when Leonard Fournette returned a kick return? Yeah, it was Leonard touchdown? Fournette's freshman year, uh, and he absolutely exploded in this game, and took the put the
0: kick, kick return to the house. I remember that
1: it really was what started the Heisman campaign for Leonard Fournette in his sophomore season.
0: So you got Mississippi State as four point favorites versus Louisville. Um, I'm going with the Bulldogs. SEC versus ACC matchup. Um. Mississippi State's had a very lackluster year. The Mississippi schools are struggling. Um, and that's the extent of my analysis there. I'm taking the Bulldogs. They need to make a statement. They, uh, I don't really like Louisville. Yeah, I'm taking Mississippi State as well. Mississippi State minus four. Ask me
1: why. Why? The SEC rules the nation. Look, you got to pick the Bulldogs here. Kylan Hill declared for the draft. However, he's... Man of good character. He's sticking around for the bowl game. You gotta love it. He's gonna put up numbers. The running back. Look, I've, I've seen this running back when he was a freshman and a sophomore. I'm like, dang, that kid's good. Uh, he's got
0: more muscles than. <laughs> he's got muscles on his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah,
1: like he said. Um, And then the SEC defense to me is gonna make the difference. Look, Mississippi State has had a far tougher schedule playing in the SEC than Louisville has playing in the ACC. The ACC is the worst. Uh, overall conference out of the power five to me. Uh, Clemson's their only good team in there. That's why Clemson railed everybody except they had a close one with North Carolina. Yeah, you got to take Mississippi State here, minus four. Look, I'm going to let you on a a little secret. If you're betting, bowl games, you got to lean a little bit towards SEC teams a lot because,
0: look, SEC, like I said before, rules the friggin' nation. Yeah, unless Lamar Jackson's coming back to Louisville, this is going to be all Bulldogs.
1: And actually, um, you say that LSU played Louisville in a uh, bowl game before with Lamar Jackson, and
0: LSU absolutely shut down Lamar Jackson in that bowl game. Just like the Saints would do if they ever run into the Ravens in the Super Bowl. But neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, we're both on Mississippi State minus four. Next bowl, Redbox Bowl. Do anybody even use Redbox anymore? It should be the Netflix Bowl. Um, Cal versus Illinois. Illinois plus six-and-a-half point favorites. I'm taking Cal here. Um I like the white guy at linebacker. Leads the he was leading the nation in tackles for a little while there. They got a solid defense, uh, Illinois. They upset Michigan. No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh so very good win. Um, not a very good team. I'm taking Cal, minus six and a half here.
1: Oh, you are? Yes. Um, I'm taking Illinois. Why is that? I I like the fact that um To me, Cal has been a bit overrated this year. Illinois, underrated. Lovey Smith, a good coach. Former Chicago Bears coach. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. That is a good
0: point. That is a good point.
1: I'm just, you have it opposite of what you said on there.
0: No, that's just the spread in parentheses.
1: Oh. But I'm changing
0: my mind. Forgot about old Lovey. Yeah, clearly, I didn't look at this one very long, as you can see. Um, There's a lot of other games that I was looking at. Get over it, all right? I came back from Tennessee. I was in the car for a good 16 hours total. It was a long weekend. Um, Cal, like, Cam Jordan in there anymore. I'm going with Illinois, too.
1: Yeah, I like the fact here that Illinois is getting six and a half points. To me, I think it's a little bit too much. This game, to me, is going to be a closer one than that. And, yeah, that's why I like Illinois in this one. Good coach. Uh, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be prepared. Good coach when he was with the Bears. Yeah, I mean he took the Bears that wasn't a very talented offense, very good defense, don't get me wrong, and took them to the Super Bowl to lose against Peyton Manning. Devin Hester beat returned the Saints a kick though. In Opened the NFC championship game. I was there in Chicago as a kid, and yeah. So yeah. I got to see Reggie Bush point back I was just at about Brian Urlacher. Reggie
0: had to point at him, huh? We couldn't yeah. just
1: uh, It was a tough game. It was snowing, dude. It was cold for the Saints. Uh which brings me to another point, dude. It's crazy that the Saints finished that season, two thousand six season, ten and six. Got a first round bye. I know. And it's possible that the Saints are gonna finish this year thirteen and three and may not get a first round bye if um they're gonna be playing on wild card San weekend. Francisco wins. I mean, it could be the first time ever that a thirteen and three team's gonna be playing on wild card weekend. Thirteen and is phenomenal in the NFL.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. We can't catch a damn break. We can't catch a break after all these damn years. I don't know. I'm I'm banking on Aaron Rodgers to suck. Please, I'm gonna go on record now. If David Blau can beat the Packers by more than seven, because I'm not they might win by a field goal like some crazy cabin, I'll buy his jersey. More than seven points, I'll buy David Blau's jersey. I'll do whatever it takes but i really don't want his jersey though if they so if beat they him by
1: anything you gotta buy his oh jersey. yeah that's why i really don't
0: want his jersey so seven or less i'm not gonna buy it but i really hope they win um that'd be wild so still a chance for the saints though to get the number one seed we just need a little bit of help um so yeah we're both on illinois plus six and a half so then you got the capital one orange bowl florida versus virginia virginia 15 point underdogs um this one confused me a little bit. Florida's going to be without starting corner C.J. Henderson. I believe his first name C.J. Um, he's sitting out for the draft. And then I don't know—is Gennard playing the defensive end, like their best defensive end? I don't know. I don't know if he's playing. Best D lineman. Um, I, I think he was banged up. That hadn't been confirmed if he's playing or not. Fifteen just feels like a little too many points to me here. Um, Perkins is a dual threat quarterback. It was a dark horse for some people to potentially put his name in the Heisman race at the start of the year. He didn't because he's not that good, but he's dynamic. So 15 points uh, against a Florida team that had a good year, but not to Florida's expectations. they got a lot of players that are going to be coming out for the draft, though, might be having their foot out the door, uh, much like Jordan Love of Utah State, as we said. Um, I'm taking Virginia, the Commodores, plus 15.
1: Look, at first I picked this one. I'm like, "Are right, I'm going with Florida plus, uh -15 because of the defense and uh yep. Bryce Perkins. I'm not so sure how he's going to be able to do against that defense, but you make a good point with Henderson being out. And Henderson to me, it's overrated. As as even if he was playing, he's a bit overrated to me. I don't think that he should be that high of a prospect. Um
0: got good length. And then the SEC corner.
1: Yeah, he's just not any he's he's not anything special to me. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, is 15 too much for 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 the uh Virginia Commodore Cavaliers to uh
0: If it was sub 14, I'd probably lean Florida. But once you 15, I mean, I'll roll the dice there. Um Yeah, Mike is is Pittman playing? They're, um, they're tight
1: end who's very good.
0: For Florida? Yeah. Um, don't know. Um,
1: look, don't get me wrong. I don't think that all, uh, Florida's offense is uh, all that good. I think I'm going to switch sides here and go to Virginia. Uh, Virginia's 24th-ranked team. They had, they had a good game against Virginia Tech who had a very solid defense. Um, Bryce Perkins could be the difference in this one if he can make enough plays with his feet. Um, but he's going to have to throw the ball better. It's the bottom line. Or else they're just gonna stack the box and and that's it's gonna be a tough game for Virginia. But no, I I'm gonna bet on Bryce Perkins in this one because he's getting so many points. Yeah, you know, I'm switching
0: to Virginia plus fifteen. So we're both on the Commodores. Um that is the Capital One Orange Bowl. Um so then trying to look up right now see if we can see anything on florida um go up yep nope don't want that um all right if you see anything of significance there you can chime in but so i'll move on to the belk bowl um you've got virginia tech the Hokies, taking on the kentucky wildcats no this is not college basketball um this is a football game. you got Virginia Tech minus three. um who'd you take in this one because this one was not one I wanted to go anywhere near. I well. ended up picking Kentucky
1: because of the success that Bryce Perkins had against Virginia Tech in that uh in, in rivalry week. Um, Kentucky plays a wide receiver for a lot of their quarterback snaps, um which is weird. Yeah, and somehow I'm way lost on this um, on my phone because I'm trying to figure out the guy's name. Is it Bowden Jr.? Yeah, it's uh.
0: Lynn Bowden Jr.
1: Lynn Bowden Jr., he's a wide receiver. However, this year he's rushed for over 1,000 yards. 1,200, over 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. Jesus. Uh, he has 30 receptions for only 348 yards and one touchdown. So, look, you look at these stats, our leading passer has only thrown 690 yards. Four, um, four touchdowns to five picks. So, pretty much uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. is their offense. Um To me, I think that it – look, Virginia Tech has a very good defense and um, a a good quarterback, too. It's a tough game because, look, you look at these games and uh, when Kentucky played Florida, it's kind of a similar game to when Virginia Tech played Virginia. You know, you switch them matchups up and they're playing each other this week.
0: Yeah, I mean – I think I'm leaning Virginia Tech here. I don't like lean, leaning on one player um, unless his name's Malcolm Perry. So, Lynn Bowden, Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't think I can do it. I think I'm going with uh, Virginia Tech, the uh, Hokies, led by Hendon Hooker, at quarterback. 11 touchdowns, two picks. Um, But I don't like this game at all, so... Again, it's a tough game. Yeah, this would be one of those ones that I would not pick unless we didn't already say we're picking all of them. Um,
1: Look, um, Kentucky only averages 117 passing yards a game. However, on the, on the ground they do 274
0: yards per game. See, this is just one of those ones where it scares me. Like, if you, um, if you get behind, if Virginia Tech goes, down yeah, I scores think early.
1: I'm switching this one as well. I mean, some of these are tough to pick, and you switch at the last minute. Yeah, there's to me wrong the Virginia Tech defense is good enough to hold that one player to not be able to do nothing. I know uh, Virginia Tech played played better towards the end of that game with against Virginia. They uh, allowed 137 yards in the first quarter. Uh, Bryce Perkins that's what he put up in the first quarter they contained him for the rest of the game but um, Virginia still won to me I think that Virginia Tech's defense is going to be a bit more ready Uh, Bowden Jr. is a more talented runner than Bryce Perkins but he doesn't throw the ball so Um, yeah I'm going to switch to Virginia Tech they're a very good team they're favored by three yeah Virginia Tech minus
0: three yep so we're both on that Um, next one Tony, the tiger sun bowl. Um, side note, I love frosted flakes. I feel like they get a bad rap by a lot of people as being a plain cereal. They're not playing. Oh, no, they're good. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tony. Um, and what he's doing with his cereal. So you got Florida state versus Arizona state. Florida state is the four point underdog here. Six and six on the year. Arizona state is seven and five led by Herm. You play to win the game. Edwards, um, don't know what, what else you need other than that. I'm taking Arizona State, taking the Sun Devils minus four. Herm Edwards is a good coach. Led Arizona State to a seven and five year. A uh, couple big wins. I think they capped this season off with a nice bowl victory. And um, definitely going to help them in recruiting. I think Arizona State's going to be a good team for a few years. Um, Yeah, I'm going with Arizona State as well. Florida State
1: uh, fired their coach. Uh, and then they did not hire their interim coach. Willie Taggart got the boot. Yeah, and now he's going to be coaching at FAU, but yep. then they um, brought in whoever it was, uh, assistant on their team, to um, be the interim coach, and he looked good at first. And then he interviewed for the job. He didn't get it. Who ended up getting that job at Florida State?
0: It was, uh, was it Norvell? Mike Norvell?
1: It may have been, um, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, um, I don't remember. Look, Florida State's defense sucks. Arizona State's defense is the strength of their team, and yep. then they got uh, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, a good quarterback. Look, Arizona State beat Oregon, who to me was one of the best uh, one-loss teams at the time in the nation. They ended up finishing finishing the year with two losses. Uh, Arizona State had had a lot of close games. Um they lost to Oregon State by one. Somehow they uh lost to UCLA. I don't really know how they did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, me neither. So yeah, we're both
1: But yeah, look, I think that when you when it comes down to it, defense is going to win these bowl games
0: and uh Arizona State has has the much better defense. So we're both on the Sun Devils minus 4. Um next game, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You got Navy, minus two-point favorites over Kansas State. Um, I'm going Navy here. Malcolm Perry That's all I'm going to say. Kansas
1: State, look, yeah, I'm going Navy too, and uh, same reason you are. Malcolm Perry, hard player to stop. And then, look, after watching Navy play Army, both of those teams, Army and Navy, play a physical brand of football. They hit. They hit hard. They block good. They run hard. Malcolm Perry's, just when you think you have them, you don't. Um, if I had, I, do the, if like, I had the Chris
0: Berman sound but I do I like hammering that right now. <laughs> I do like Navy minus two. Uh, next game, another snooze fest, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. You got Wyoming minus seven-point favorites over Georgia State. Um, no idea here, so – I think I'm laying the points with Wyoming, but I would love to be swayed in the other direction because I would not pick this one either. If not, yeah, necessary. I'm
1: picking Wyoming. And I feel comfortable about it. I don't have any real much analysis on it. But uh I do feel comfortable with Wyoming. Look, Georgia State, who are they? Who yeah. have they
0: played? They said March Madness.
1: Wyoming day. uh on the other hand has had a uh up and down season, but I I think they're gonna finish up so All right. Wyoming minus
0: seven. We don't even need to tell you why. Just take our word for it and thank us later. Um, Last one we're picking for college, the Valero Alamo Bowl. You got the uh, 11th ranked in the nation, Utah Utes, going to play the Texas Longhorns. Um, Utah seven-point favorites. I'm taking Utah here. Very good offense, very good – or good offense, very good running back, very good defense. Um, Ellinger, you suck. Y'all are not back. Y'all were never back. You never should have said it. Um, And their defense is god-awful. Their defense is absolutely terrible. They will not be able to stop uh Zach Moss. And I think uh, Huntley's going to have a very good game through the air because their secondary is terrible. So I'm taking Utah minus 7.
1: I'm taking Texas plus really? 7. Tom Herman, 3-0 and in bowl games as Texas' head coach uh, last year. They were underdogs to Georgia Bulldogs, and they beat Georgia the Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, this year they're playing in a lesser bowl, the Alamo Bowl. Uh, look, Texas has had a under – they underperformed this year down the stretch. They played their best game of the year against LSU. Um, getting seven points, it's interesting because uh, Utah got smacked by um, Oregon.
0: Yep um i think they're gonna come out texas
1: played very good against texas tech who uh are a very good bad team if that makes any sense yeah um i don't agree but yeah i get what you're saying yeah look texas their defense has struggled this year because of injuries in the secondary i think everybody uh that was injured is going to be playing in this game uh they played well against LSU, just Burrow and all those receivers are uh, impossible to cover. And Burrow had to make some tight throws in that game. Uh, the pass rush was good for Texas in that game, but Burrow avoided it and ended up putting up, whatever, over 40 on them. So, look, to me, Utah could struggle throwing the ball in this game. However, yeah, you got to worry about them being able to run the ball up and down the field. But uh, Texas, Sam Ellinger, I look. I think he's going to look to finish his career as a Texas Longhorn on a, on a strong note. So taking Texas
0: plus seven. Okay, so we'll quickly recap our college picks. And then uh, I'm picking all the NFL games, so I'm just going to roll through them. I'm just going to tell you who I'm taking. And uh, we're going to try to get out of here at the, I guess, hour and a half mark if possible. It's highly unlikely, but it's possible. Um, so to recap for me. The Walk-Ons Independence Bowl, I'm taking L.A. Tech plus six. The Quick Lane Bowl, I'm taking Pitt minus 11, uh, Pat Narduzzi. The Military Bowl, I'm taking North Carolina minus five. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Wake Forest plus three and a half. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Bowl, Texas A&M minus six and a half. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, USC plus two. The Cheez-It Bowl, Air Force minus three. The Cotton Bowl, Penn State minus seven. The Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame minus four. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the most important bowl of the weekend, LSU minus 13.5. Look, I don't care if I get every other pick wrong as long as I get this one right. LSU minus 13.5. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State plus two and a half. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Western Kentucky, minus three and a half. It's a lot of damn games. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, Mississippi State, minus four. Redbox Bowl, Illinois, plus six and a half. Capital One Orange Bowl, Virginia, plus 15. The Belk Bowl, Virginia Tech, minus three. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, shout out Frosted Flakes, Arizona State, minus four. Auto zone Liberty Bowl, Navy minus two. Malcolm Perry just might be the best non-quarterback player in the country. Nova Homes loans, Nova Home loans, Arizona Bowl, Wyoming minus seven. And the Valero Alamo Bowl, Utah minus seven. I'll go ahead and quickly recap yours. I'm going in the walk-on's
1: independence bowl. I'm going with LA Tech plus six. In the Quick Lane Bowl, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Minus 11 in the military bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. I'm going, by. I'm going with uh the under in this one, it's going to be under 53 and a half. Uh, in the new era pinstripe bowl, I'm going with Wake Forest plus three and a half. In the academy sports and outdoors Texas bowl, I'm going with Texas a AM minus six and a half. In the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I'm going with Iowa, minus two. In the Cheez-It Bowl, I'm going with Washington State, plus three. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, I'm going with Penn State, minus seven. In the Camping World Bowl, I'm going with Notre Dame, minus four is my big easy bet. We're going with the luck of the Irish here. Notre Dame, one thing I'm going to tell you is they play good in bowl games. They beat LSU twice in the past five years in bowl games. I do like Notre Dame because of their record in bowl games despite losing 30-3 last year to Clemson. Look, Iowa State's nowhere <laughs> near the team that Clemson was. Notre Dame, I have a good feeling that they're going to be able to dominate this game because of the defense and and the uh, turnover margin. It's it's the biggest disparity that I've been able to see maybe through all of bowl season. So, yeah, I do like Notre Dame minus four. That's going to be my big easy bet. In the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, I'm going with LSU, minus 13 and a half. If I could do another big easy bet, this would be it. Uh, Look, simple as that. Simple as that. Nothing more needs to be said. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, I'm taking Ohio State, plus two and a half. In the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, I'm taking Western Kentucky, minus three and a half. In the Franklin American Morgic Music City Bowl, I'm taking mortgage and a Franklin American mortgage music city bowl. I'm taking Mississippi state minus four and a red box bowl. Who uses red box anymore? I don't know. Nobody. Um, Illinois plus six and a half and a capital one orange bowl. I'm going to go with Virginia getting 15 points. And uh, a Belk bowl. I'm going with Virginia tech minus three and Tony, the tiger sun bowl. I'm going with Arizona State minus four in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I'm going with Navy minus two. It's a Liberty Bowl. Navy fights for liberty. Malcolm, Simple as that. Malcolm Perry. Um, in the Nova Home Loans or Arizona Bowl, I'm going with Wyoming minus seven, and then the Verilo, the uh, <laughs> vero, Valero <laughs> Alamo Bowl, I'm going with
0: Texas plus seven. It's a good sign. You messed up the name there. Texas is losing. It's
1: the Alamo Bowl. Um. If you don't know what the Alamo is, Texas.
0: Texas. Remember it. Texas. Remember the Alamo. Um, my big easy bet of the week, LSU, minus thirteen and a half. It's gonna be a blowout. It's if it's not, oh well, as long as we win. So that'll recap our picks for college. Uh I'm gonna quickly roll through my NFL picks with no analysis whatsoever. You can take my word for it. If you don't, I don't really care. Because the only game I care about this week, well, there's three. I care about LSU. I care about the Saints. There's four. I care about the Seahawks, and I care about the Packers game. Um, I'm taking Jets, plus one and a half. I'm taking the Browns, minus three. Only three points over the Bengals. Disrespectful. Um, shows how terrible the Browns are. Um, but, yeah, Jets over the Bills, um, plus one and a half. They don't have anything to play for. They're locked in on their seeding. Um I'm taking the Lions plus 12 and a half over the Packers. This is nothing more than wishful thinking. Um, I hope Aaron Rodgers plays so bad that he decides to retire. So I'm taking the Chiefs minus nine over the Chargers. I'm taking the Bears plus one over the Vikings, who also have nothing to play for. They are locked in at the sixth seed. Um, I'm taking the – honestly, I didn't even write this one down, but I don't even want to touch this one with the 10-foot pole. But – Patriots minus 15 and a half over the Dolphins. I'm taking the Buccaneers over the Falcons. Um Even spread. I'm taking the Saints minus 13 over the Panthers. I'm taking the Redskins. I'm sorry, I'm taking the Cowboys minus 11 over the Redskins. I'm taking the Raiders plus three and a half over the Broncos. I'm taking the Cardinals plus seven and a half over the Rams. They're out of playoff contention. They suck. Jared Goff's overpaid. Uh, Sean McVay's one-hit wonder. Aaron Donald, where have you been this entire year? Um... I'm taking the Eagles, minus 4.5 over the Giants. They know if they win, they're in. I'm taking the Colts, minus 3.5 over the Jaguars. Jaguars, worst team in football. Minshew Mania dead. Nick Foles overrated. Leonard Fournette, one of the best backs in the league. I'm taking the Steelers, minus 2 over the Ravens. This is my big easy bet of the week. Ravens have absolutely nothing to play for. They might sit everybody. Uh, I'm taking the Texans, um, plus 3.5 over the Titans. Uh, Texans probably don't have anything to play for, but I really don't like the Titans fans. Really, I just don't like you two uh, fucking losers that were sitting behind me, especially you, the one in the Johnny Manziel jersey. But don't think I don't remember the one who screamed in my ear because I will fuck you up. Um, 49ers and Seahawks taking the Seahawks plus three. Another case of wishful thinking, but it's hard to go into Seattle and uh, get a win. So that'll uh, wrap up my NFL picks.
1: Uh Yeah, I'm only picking five of the 16 games in Week 7. It's a tough week to pick. Uh, first one I'm going to be picking is Browns minus three. Um, who are the Browns playing? The Browns are playing the Bengals. The Bengals suck. The Bengals are getting Burrow. Then they're going to win the Super Bowl. However, they're dead last right now, and they're going to finish dead last because the they bangles, already
0: – The Bengals are getting Teddy Bridgewater and two first-round picks from the Saints. So. No, they ain't
1: – the Saints have no shot at getting burned. I'm
0: just saying, I won't say I told y'all so, but uh,
1: you can book it. And, and Teddy Bridgewater's contracts are going to be up, so he ain't gonna be eligible to be traded. So, um, anyways, the Browns, the Bengals, the battle for the shittiest state in the NFL, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Teams combined for less than eight wins this year. <laughs> um, Browns minus three. Look, Browns underperformed. They're going to look to end this season and try again next season. So, Browns minus three. Kansas City Chiefs, I'm taking them minus nine against. The uh, Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers suck. Old Man Rivers. They got no fans in Los Angeles, and they're scared shitless because everybody's rooting for the Rams over there. They're going to London. They suck. They're going to have to go back to, uh, hell, maybe even Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know. Um, Taking the Falcons. It's a pick them. Look. Uh, I'm taking up Falcons is my big easy bet. They're on a roll, man. <laughs> Buccaneers suck. Jameis Winston. Uh he might just throw four inceptions again.
0: Okay. But see, Jameis has it's bad Jameis, good Jameis, bad Jameis, good Jameis. We saw bad Jameis last week. They lost to the Texans. It's more like good Jameis is making a house call.
1: Yeah, to me I think it's more like good Jameis, bad Jameis, bad Jameis, good Jameis. Well that's the pattern I see.
0: Well, that's why we're on and the And then the Falcons,
1: so. they beat the 49ers. They uh, just beat the, the the Jacks pretty good. Uh, I'm taking the Saints minus 13. Look, the Panthers packed it up. Biggest mistake I made all year betting NFL was picking that damn Panthers game last, <laughs> last week. Um, Saints are going to beat the Panthers by a million and a half points. Uh, Seahawks, going with the Seahawks plus three. Beast mode is back. He's gonna hold his nuts on, on, on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco don't know beast modes, many eating Skittles. He's been eating other things too. You <laughs> never know what he could have been eating. So look, he ain't been drug tested in damn near a year. God knows uh, how long. Who knows what he's been taking? Uh he's strong as an ox. The Seahawks need running backs. Uh <clears throat> Russell Wilson has underperformed in his past two games. Don't look for him to underperform in this one when it matters most. It's for the division, folks.
0: Seahawks plus three at home. All right. So that'll wrap up NFL picks. Uh, we already did college, obviously. Um, what, you got anything before we head out? Uh, Merry Christmas,
1: Happy Hanukkah,
0: and whatever else y'all celebrate out there. <laughs> so this is a huge weekend for Louisiana football. Um the Tigers try to get to the college football national championship, and then we'll know where the seeding stands for the Saints in the playoffs. Hopefully we're sitting at number one, uh, the number one seed in the NFC, and then the Tigers are heading in uh, to the Dome to go win the national championship. Uh, we'll be back to recap these picks next week and pick the rest of the bowl games, but this is the bulk. Oh, you got a breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: just then, about now. Justin Fields quoted saying, I just can't move like I want to. Okay. His left knee is not fully healthy heading into the college football playoff game, semifinal game against Clemson.
0: Ah, that could sway some things. But it's going to sway the line, so. Hmm. Should we keep recording? and Shit. Jet- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin, you asshole. Come on, man. I'm still on Ohio State. I mean, why would he say that? I have no idea. Ohio State. A little, little uh,
1: psych, psychology yeah, yeah, going on, maybe.
0: Dabo's not going to fall for that. But, uh, okay, so the line's probably going to move. We got him at two and a half right now. If it goes up, I'll take Ohio State wherever it, wherever it finishes. Um, so, tentatively two and a half, but I haven't placed my bet yet. I'm going on Thursday. Um, if that goes up, just know that I have them more, and I'll tell you where we got them when we recap. Um so, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Huge weekend in the uh state of Louisiana for football. Need everybody to be loud. Um You guys have a Merry Christmas and uh hoot at. We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small
1: From the top, we want to win